What is up, folks, and welcome back to the Vegas Confessions Podcast, episode 82. And today, we have a special interview lined up. I put on social media that I'd have to hold off a week because, you know, our interview timing didn't line up right. But we got it done last night, and I figured, why not get it out? So let's do it. So today's special guest is my buddy Alex, who is actually, funny enough, from the same hometown I'm from, same age, same backstory pretty much, so I'm pretty envious of this guy, and I tell him this in the interview. So a little background about Alex, he's a VIP chauffeur and limousine driver in Las Vegas. He's been there now about 10 years. The guy was really, really down to earth. Let me just say this guy was perfect for the show. Let's just say he took day trips to Vegas and went home in the same day from Fresno, where we're actually from, right? Psycho. Seven hour drive each way. (laughs) Talk about a perfect person to have on the show, right? (laughs) So throughout this interview, we cover a lot of Vegas, we cover the industry, and we cover a lot about himself. In this episode, he's going to share some huge tips in Vegas. He's going to give us some recommendations on spots to visit, and you'll hear some spots that we know very well. And some of my favorite parts, he even gives us some of the recommendations of places to check out off the beaten path. So I was really thankful for that. And throughout this interview, you will also catch his dedication that he has for this type of career and just the type of person that he is. Let's just say the gentleman hasn't taken a vacation since he's gotten to Vegas. Also, another really cool part of this is he also gave us a direct connection to him. So if you guys want to use him for one of your future trips, because I know just by you guys hearing the backstory and his dedication to this industry, you guys are going to fall in love with him. And again, throughout this interview, you will hear why are some of the benefits of using his service and how he differentiates himself from anybody else in the industry. I know you guys are going to enjoy this interview. And again, we did do this over a Facebook audio, so there's a little feedback in the recording. But most of all, I got his stuff cleared up to where you can hear him perfectly. So let's enjoy this, guys. And again, don't be afraid to reach out. Hey there, everyone. This is Matt Bridget, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon. Yeah, we had some ash juice. I am all about asking. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the, in the bed. What's in the... The lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. <laughs> housekeeping? Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being turned over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Hey, I'm Nicky Furnish. You're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Alrighty, guys. So as promised, I told you guys I had something lined up here pretty soon. I tried to get earlier this weekend, but one thing about this I am excited about is it's actually somebody who's in Las Vegas, and the backstory to everything and the way this all got set up is even wilder. So... You guys know me. Every time I go out to Vegas, I like to go out and meet people, chat with people, and, you know, interact with all kinds of different people throughout different facilities that I end up at. Well, so doing the social networking stuff has always been big for me. You guys know I'm always on Twitter, now on Instagram and Facebook a little more, but for the most part, I try networking with all kinds of different people, and it's led to, like, different relationships where I go out to these places and meet random people and create these cool, cool friendships and relationships, right? So, check this one out. So, as I do a lot of social media, I stumbled upon this gentleman who's 
like I told you guys in the social media post this week that I had lined up, this gentleman is a VIP chauffeur and Las Vegas limousine driver. Now, I had stumbled across his post across social media when he was posting, you know, in some of the Vegas groups that I'm in. And I would see all these people post about raving reviews about how they met this guy, Alex, who was always, you know, picking them up, took them to the airport, made their trip special. And I was like, really? And it wasn't just one person. It was multiple people. Then it started including some of our friends. And one of my recent trips, I tried to set up an interview with Alex who was just swamped with work. So I was like, you know what? This is perfect because I would love to have you come on in the future. And here we are. Alex, thank you so much, dude, for spending some time with me and just sit here and chat. We chatted a little bit yesterday and it was fun. And I was like, God, I can't wait to just chat with this guy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the time. You know, uh, it's great that we got a chance to connect for sure. Dude, I think it's cool what you're doing. So let me give everybody the real backstory to everything. So I see everybody posting on social media and what you're doing. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I envy you in many ways because, you know, the backstory to everything is neat, but what you're doing is even cooler. So, like, when I see what you're doing, I'm like, wow, this is neat. I got to talk to this dude. So, the backstory <laughs> is cool because as I reached out to Alex one day, we started chatting back and forth. And, you know, long story short, after setting stuff up, he messages me and he's like, hey, you're from Fresno? And Alex yeah. is apparently from Fresno as well, the same hometown. And lo and behold, this guy's in Vegas, the place that I fantasize about and dream of moving to, right? He's in Vegas and has been there the last 10 years and is working there day in and day out and creating these awesome relationships with people who come into Vegas on the daily. So I was like, you know what? I'm definitely talking to Alex because this is going to be a really cool interview to set up. I can't wait to chat with you and get some of your stories, man. But how small of a world is that, that we are from the same exact location? It is pretty crazy. You know, <laughs> you know, the, you know how I knew is um, a funny story. Like you had messaged me and I looked up your channel or your page. Okay. And then, you know, I kind of looked at your bio and it said Fresno. And I was like, no way. Fresno. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because Fresno people, um, it's a tight-knit group it's a small back then it's a small city yes and so you know whenever i pick people up from fresno like i, I that's the first thing i say like they come in from allegiant uh -huh. i say are you from fresno and I'm like yeah I'm from fresno and tell them straight up i'm class of 05 close <laughs> west <laughs> and you know i've actually picked up people that we went to the same high school with but they didn't recognize me because yeah. i look totally different now yeah Back then, I was a, I was like 200 pounds. Um, I was a huge kid. Okay. Um, you know, thanks to like pizza. But, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, it's just interesting, you know, how small, you know, the one thing about, you know, this job is you get to meet people from all over. Mm -hmm. And then when you make, you know, you do find those people are from your hometown. It's just that much special, you know? Yeah, well, and, and it's neat because, like you said, you meet people every single day from all over. And that's what I find interesting in, like, all the social media posts is when people post about you, they're like, oh, guess who picked us up? Look who's helping us take our bags to our room. And you're there <laughs> taking their luggage, posing for pictures. And, you know, they get yeah. the family shots in front of the limousines, which is always, you know, mm -hmm. a cool, memorable experience. But that's one thing I wanted to have you come on and chat about is, do you realize yourself of how big of a part 
of the trip you are for a lot of people's experience. You're the first person they see to the last person they see. Like, that's got to be something really special to be a part of. Yeah, you know, so I've been doing this job for quite some time, yeah. uh, almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I first started, um, like, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. They kind of threw the keys at me and said, hey, go make us money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I just watched. Um, I First thing I did was I went to the airport on my first pickup. I found the sharpest looking dude. Just kind of, kind of, you know, eavesdropped on his conversation. Yeah. And, you know, lo and behold, that guy that I was listening to is some guy. Uh, he's one of the best, um, Ty Sweet. Nice. And, uh, you know, I just picked up on everything that he was doing. And I was like, man, this is what I need to do to get that level. And, you know, the thing that he stood out for me was just the way how he approached people and how much he actually cared. Yeah. And so I took that and then, I, you know, I made it my own thing. And, uh, you know, what, what it comes down to is like people just, you know, they want to be appreciated for spending their money. Yeah. You know, you know, they're coming here to spend money regardless, but yeah. you know, they, you, if they spend it with you, you got to go that extra mile to make sure, you know, it was worth their time. So, you know, that's, it's important, uh, you know, when I first meet someone that I, that first 10 seconds that you make eye contact with them and they see you mm -hmm. is so important. And from there you, you know, continue the conversation. You want to find out, you know, who they are because you really only have so much time. Yeah. And uh, I think I got pretty good at that, you know, just making people feel comfortable and, you know, they, you know, despite, you know, my age, you know, I look kind of young, you know, I can speak to anybody, doesn't matter what age range, age range, and we connect very quickly. So, you know, I think just, uh, yeah, just having the ability where I've learned over the years, you know, mm -hmm. how to talk to people has, you know, just, you know, been what's worked for me, I guess. Now, when you initially went out to Vegas, did you move there purposely for this type of work or was it just family or what had you end up there so um back in after i graduated high school um you know i started you know i started working i, I didn't really want to do college yeah. um but i started working some odd jobs and they weren't really paying much and you know i've worked at mcdonald's i worked um in a chicken factory i've done all sorts of stuff <laughs> that you know my parents didn't really like me doing but i wanted to make it on my own you know that's kind of what's what was important to me so um wasn't doing really too well and then i went back to college you know my parents had talked me into it and uh, to um doing hospitality management you know that was okay. something i was really interested in but that all started because on my 21st birthday i came out to vegas and you know i won a little mini jackpot and you know, it kind of excited me. And then I was like, Hey man, this place is pretty cool. <laughs> so, you know, so then that became a kind of a thing where I would go at least, um, twice a month, you okay. know, I drive up from Fresno, um, it's like, oh, it's six, seven hour six drive hour, yeah. and, you know, I would get no sleep, just drive straight up there and then, you know, hang out and then come straight back on the same night <laughs> after I lost all my money <laughs> in the same night. Yeah, oh you know, I just 
<laughs> I saved just enough for gas. I came back, you know, with my tail behind my leg back home. <laughs> you know, I just work and repeat. And then, you know, I just, uh, I felt like that place, you know, it, it brought me like energy and life. Yeah. So, and it was something that, you know, I, I wasn't really used to. So, mm-hmm. um, before I did made the move out there, you know, I needed to save some money. So I, I worked as a waiter and then I finally had enough money to go out there and support myself. Um, but I came at a very bad time is I got there around 2008. Uh-huh. So, you know, that was during the recession, recession yeah. or, you know, post recession mm-hmm. and there was literally no jobs out there. So, you know, I was, Again, back to working odd jobs, you know, just making enough to get by and pay the rent. And, uh, you know, I was was looking at everything and, you know, I just, um, you know, I kind of got stuck there pretty much. You know, I couldn't go back home because then, you know, all my friends is like, tell me like, hey, I told you would to make it. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, I was in the thought like I had to do something and that's kind of pretty much how it all started okay so since we're talking about the start and i do want to mention how perfect you are for this podcast because that's total degen mode to not (laughs) drive out there but drive back in the same day yeah (laughs) that's a whole nother that's when i was younger and i had you know we had the energy yeah respect my friend respect (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk a little bit about the beginning when you got into the industry what was that like were you nervous and when did you start to become more comfortable and what kind of adjustments did you make so it it was uh really interesting um uh, to continue with uh, what i was saying um so i was you know i was sick of work i pretty much worked you know minimum wage jobs and i ended up being a server at a at a sushi restaurant but uh that that restaurant went under um so i had to find something you know i had to look fast and the only thing you know i said hey you know these taxi drivers you know they make they make must you know some good money like you know they get cash yeah so um i you know i got my best suit uh went out there suit and tie went into the office and I'm like, Hey, um, I seen a for hire sign, you know, you guys hiring for taxi drivers. And, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, we, you know, we're always hiring. We're looking for good drivers. And, uh, so they did an interview on the spot and, uh, like they're, you know, everything was cool. You know, I was talking to the, to the hiring manager and she was glad. And then, you know, I kind of got a weird vibe off her and, and it kind of seemed like, they didn't want to hire me. Oh, really? And I was starting to think maybe I'm too o- overqualified for being a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so they, you know, long story short, she told me, uh, you know, we're, they're not going to hire me for a taxi. And I was like, okay. Um, but we'll hire you for a limo if you're interested. I'm like, shoot, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sign me up. And uh, so I got my. You know, I did my background checks, drug tests, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, took me a while to get started. About, I would say, the whole process of getting through that took about three, four months. So, oh, wow. yeah, you know, I was eating uh, McDonald's uh, double cheeseburgers <laughs> with uh, eating the meat on the inside one day and eating peanut butter and McDonald's buns on the next day. <laughs> Just so I could get by, man, you know, times are tough. Um, I've been there, you know, I I know what it's like to have nothing. So, 
you know, um, but I, you know, stuck with it. And, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much how it got started. Um, just getting into the industry and then, yeah, you know, my first day on there I followed, you know, the best guy I could find at the airport, mm -hmm. just kind of eavesdropped on him and, you know, he just stood out from everybody. You could tell like yeah. there's certain people, the they have like a, they have an aura yeah. you can tell yeah. about them. And so, you know, I just stuck it out, you know, while he was there scouting. And, uh, you know, I just picked up all the, the good things that he did. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that's good. You know, I can use that. Yeah. And then, and that's kind of how I kind of shifted from being, um, you know, what is the right word? Uh, the anti, um, I wasn't, I was antisocial. Yeah. And okay. you know, I didn't really know how to talk to people. And then I kind of picked up from other people what worked and then i just built it on my own in a sense so really okay and that's funny because we just talked a little bit before the recording about you know how we were both yeah. anti-social and vegas yeah. has done it for me too especially with doing the podcast and meeting so many people like it's hard to get me to shut up now but beforehand yeah. before meeting my wife like i was the same way buried to mm -hmm. myself not i don't care what you're doing what you got going on i'm gonna worry about me and that's all i'm sure. worried about but yeah totally totally makes sense so now that you've been in vegas for about 10 years what would you say some of the pros and cons are to living in las vegas especially for me somebody who's on the outside looking and trying to get in you know what i mean so you know out here you know the cost of living is cheap mm -hmm. um compared to somewhere like la or new york right and that's definitely one of the pros um the con about that is the, the you know as far as jobs you know it's very specific you have to work in the industry yeah and, you know there's construction jobs that's a good one you know we're growing very quickly right but um if you don't have a direction you can get easily lost mm -hmm. and you know if you get sucked into you know most people they come here for three or four days they vegas out and they go back to the real life in yeah. a sense and uh but the people who get who actually move here, they're stuck. So I see it all the time. I'll meet someone one year and they're literally gone the next and they've gone back home. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's not for everybody, that's for sure. And, you know, if you don't control yourself in a sense, you got to have a lot of discipline to live here. Uh -huh. um, you will get lost because there's so many distractions. So I would say those are the two biggest pros and cons. Okay. Um, and then, of course, everything's open 24 hours. Right. So, you know, I can do my grocery shopping at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, well, there's a lot of stuff, but, you know, that, those are the ones that stick out to me. So now going back into the guest experience when they first get in town, one thing I noticed you do differently just from, you know, the different posts and the way you, you let people know, hey, you know, I'm going to take care of you before we even get to your main stop. Can you let the listeners know a little more of, you know, what some of your routines are in the daily and how you take care of the guests even before they get to their hotel? So the service that I used to work for a company called Presidential mm -hmm. and the service we provided was um, meet, meeting the, the passengers at the baggage carousel, yeah. greeting them, having a conversation and then help assisting them with their luggage. Yeah. And then we would direct them to the limo downstairs and then, you know, take pictures um, so they can create some memories. And we also provided complimentary champagne. So we grab it at the liquor store, um, 
you know, we used to carry it on us, but because of COVID, um, they're, they've gone a little strict. Oh, so okay. we, we actually stop at the liquor store to pick it up. And then while they're there, if they want to, they can step out and then go in the store and, you know, buy some supplies, you know, save a little money. Mm-hmm. And, um, after that, you know, we do offer options to go to dispensary if that's something they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the remainder of the time, you know, we can cruise the strip, take pictures at the sign, and then eventually get headed off to the hotel. And that's like the Vegas thing to do, right? As soon as you get in town or even if you've never been to Vegas or you haven't got mm-hmm. it off your bucket list is go take a picture at the Vegas sign. Like that's a very popular thing. Yeah, and you know that if you have the right driver, he can at the Vegas sign. There's usually a line there. Yeah, and and you know that line goes mm-hmm. out all, all the way into the parking lot, but you can actually bypass that. There's no actual rule that you have to stand in that line. Right. You can go up to the side and then do a side shot. You know, without and you won't be blocking anybody's um, you know picture, and then you'll be right there, and you'll, you can do it in like five minutes tops. Yeah. Hundred percent, and that was a big one that you know some Vegas locals always say in like some of their YouTube videos. Hey, you don't have to wait in the line; just go take your picture, bam, back yeah. in your car, and take off. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's awesome. So, here's a here's an awesome one I, I wanted to ask. This one was asked by one of the listeners. What's some of the weirdest requests you've asked, you've been asked to take somebody somewhere because. I know what uh-huh. it's like because it's one thing to cruise the Vegas Strip in a limo and arrive to a hotel in a nice limo. But then uh-huh. I have friends that take me in a nice limo to places like dive bars like Double Down Saloon sure. and Dino's. So, I mean, what are some of the craziest requests you've ever had? Uh, you know, for the most part, um, my I haven't had too many. Okay. Um, like, I mean... Well, there was one back when I first started. They told me to take them to the the chicken ranch. And, oh, okay. you know, <laughs> uh, don't ask, don't tell. You know? Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. I was actually. I had no idea what that was, and I'm like, chicken ranch. What are you talking about? <laughs> chicken ranches. <laughs> and yeah, you can look that one up if you don't know what that is. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure most listeners know exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was heading to the desert. I thought I was going to get shot or something once I was heading out there. But, uh, so you just threw it on the GPS and went? Yeah, I just went. <laughs> I just had, I hope I had enough gas. That's about it. Um, I had some, another one is uh, we actually did, we, we, there's uh, certain areas in the desert. They have like designated shooting ranges. Oh, okay. And um, they're not really... They don't look very official. It's just like you go around a corner and around the hill, follow the dirt road, and all of a sudden you see like targets and people shooting off automatic guns. <laughs> that one I thought I was really going to die because I was like, oh my God, all I hear is gunfire in the background and I'm going off with no si- signals or nothing. I'm like, oh my God, this oh, is man. it. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Being that I see in a lot of the different pictures that you have, and I've been sharing some of the photos and stuff this week, what uh, are some of your favorite vehicles to drive? Because I see you drive all types of vehicles. So I, my fa- personal favorite is the Escalade limo. The pink it's one a, or the black one? Uh, well, pink one, I'll tell you, is a, is a great car because it gets a lot of attraction. Yes. Um, and the AC works good in that one for the most part. <laughs> um 
but uh, yeah, those Escalades, they have great road presence. Um, you know, the seating arrangement's cool and it's not too like um, compacted. Okay. Um, the only thing is I don't have that vehicle anymore because I started my own service. Right. And now I've moved on. Um, the Chrysler 300s, they're very comfortable rides too. Yeah. Um, that would be my second. And of course, I we're getting the Sprinter uh, executive style, like, you know, four captain's chairs inside. And I think that one, once people get in it, they'll be, you know, they'll be pleasantly surprised. It's actually a really nice car. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I've seen from a lot of your different posts, a lot of the different vehicles and I'm like, man, there's, there's the buses, there's the different type, like you said, the Escalades, there's the 300s. Yeah. It's just a variety. And I'm like, I want to make sure I ask him which one he enjoys to drive the most. Yeah, it definitely the Escalade, um, the the twelve passenger version is probably the best one. Um, people seem to enjoy it uh, the most. Yeah, you know, it's each each one has its like pros and cons um, for the style. Okay, so can you talk a little bit about some of the connections you've made doing this type of work? So you know, and the great thing about this job is. It never gets old because mm -hmm. you meet literally on every every client is someone different. So, you know, it's always new, it's always fresh, and it's. I mean, if you love the job, it's it never gets old to right. be honest. But there is like a specific clientele that you know they only take limos. Um, so I've had I have met people you know who are a little bit affluent, and you know they. You know, they're cool too. You know, they're most of the time they're down to earth as long as you talk to them, you know, straightforward. Right. It's kind of funny. The VIPs, um, people we consider VIPs, you know, I guess high rollers. Yeah. Um, they actually don't like being finessed. Um, they like you to talk to them straight, yeah. um, real. That's what they want because they've, their whole life, they've been, they you know, people are sucking up to them. Yeah. And as soon as you know, you talk straight to them and just kind of try to get you know some type of conversation going, they do appreciate it. So, isn't um, that funny? Isn't that funny? It is. Things? Yeah, it's it's very interesting dynamics. Um, and I don't know what it is, but people seem to open up more to drivers. You know, I guess maybe because they don't plan to see them again, but um, they you know you hear all their dirty stories and secrets. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but um, more so or less, um, my favorite, um, I guess you could say, type of clients is just people who are here to have a good time. You know, they just you they get again they get the limo. They expect to you know drink in it and just you know listen to good music and enjoy themselves. And my job is easy. I just drive nice and slow. Yeah. Um, get them safely there and make sure um, I take them where they want to. And they they usually always appreciate it. Those people are it's kind of funny. Um, they're they're the better tippers yeah. more so than um, high rollers. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the reason you stood out to me. So again, I I came across you on social media. Can you talk a little bit about how big? social media is a difference maker nowadays and how using it to your advantage and how you've been doing it recently? So, you know, I have never been like huge on social media. Yeah. It's always been, um, 
usually mostly like Facebook. I do have Instagram, but I don't really use it. Mm -hmm. So Facebook is, I've mostly kept it to a close circle of family and friends. And then, um, you know, I just didn't want people to know my business too much. And just kind of kept it that way. Right. But what had happened was um, COVID. So COVID really messed everyone up. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my regular clients stopped coming to Vegas, you know, because this initial phase, people were scared. Right. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't know what was going on. They just, the news was scaring them. And uh, so, you know, if you were here during that time, Vegas was dead. Yeah. Like, there's nobody. Goes down. Like, you could, you could look up the strip and down, and you wouldn't see a car at some, some <laughs> you know, sometimes of the day, which is pretty crazy. Because of COVID, um, you know, so I guess it's a blessing in disguise. Not really, but um, I kind of went out of the box and... Um, a friend of mine actually led me on to this Facebook group called uh, We Love Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of groups out there. Right. Um, everyone is, every group is a little bit different. But this group was like nicely moderated, you know, it wasn't too like raunchy. So I said, hey, why not? I'm going to just post uh, uh, my service on there to see what happens. Yeah. Even though I knew you're not supposed to do it, I still did it anyway. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I hopefully they're too busy to not see what's going on. Yeah. And I'm going to just sneak one by. And uh, so I posted, like, my first one, you know, I post pictures, detail of the service information. Yeah. And uh, what's funny is, like, I've been doing this for so long, a lot of those people in that group already knew who I was. Right. And so they, you know, pointed me out already and, you know, they kind of commented, oh, yeah, we used Alex, you know, whatever. We were here. He picked us up and they left a nice little comment. And uh, because it, because people kind of already uh, had a kind of a rapport with some people already, they trusted me in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so that one post brought me, you know, initially like 50 new clients, right. which was pretty crazy because... You know, I'm used to the people I deal with, you know, I do have regulars, but the rides I get is mostly through the company. And so you don't really know who they are. You don't, you can't build a base and you just, you have to kind of, you know, you just have to assume, you know, they're nice people or whatever. So I posted on there and a day or two later, um, my post got taken down. I was like, oh, they caught up with me. They didn't ban me yet, but. They gave me a warning. It said, you cannot post on the group or guidelines, blah, 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 blah. So I cooled off. I gave it another week. And I said, all right, I'm just trying to sneak it by again. <laughs> so I posted again. And again, you know, people were very responsive and whatever. Um, the following day, they banned me. <laughs> they're, they're like, we gave you a warning. And then now you're gone. And I was like, well. Hey, that was cool. It lasted a good couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> I really felt like that was the missing link to everything, which is social media. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I was keep thinking myself, all right, you know, I can't lose this. I need to find a way to make this work. So um, the guy who led me onto the group, he said, hey, you know, I know the admin, um, Matthew. Yeah. And he said, let me talk to him and, you know, kind of tell him, you know, you're not a bad guy. You're not, you know, trying to scam anybody. Um, you know, you're just trying to offer your service and help out people be more aware that there's more ways to get around than taxi and Uber. Right. And uh, 
she was like, okay, you know, he got back to me. He's like, yeah, you know, um, you know, I'm talking to him. We'll see how it goes. Then I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going to make this work. Tell him whenever he comes to Vegas, I'm going to give him a free ride. <laughs> yeah, nice. And then he was like, next thing you know, okay, I'm on band. <laughs> <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, deal. <laughs> you know, a lot of these groups, they're not really trying to monetize it. They're just there for, you know, to give people help and just to build a community, which is great because it does keep away the riffraff. And, you know, that's the last thing you need on your, your you know, your groups is just people posting you know, nonsense. So, um, yeah, so I actually I chatted with Matthew through Instagram and, uh, I was like, Hey, you know, whenever they open that border up, I'm the guy that's going to bring you, you know, introduce you to Vegas and you can do your whole blogging and, uh, we'll make a whole thing about it. And, uh, you also had, uh, a meetup, the donut bar meetup. I'm not sure if you know about that, but um so i said hey i got a pink limo i know they got pink donuts let me do that for you too so <laughs> you know everything you know it worked out great so you know i got back on the group he allowed me to post i'm gonna tell you this social media thing if you do the right way it's a total game changer um people especially facebook it's it's more it's very like a community um kind of like youtube but you know, in a sense, like if you build the right, you know, base, you know, it can take you anywhere. And I think that all started with YouTubers, right? You know, vloggers, you oh, yeah. know, you build up, uh, you know, your, I, yeah, you're following. And now you have, you know, support. So um, nowadays, it's pretty crazy how what this has turned into. And it really is a blessing because it broke me free and gave me the option to leave presidential and um you know presidential i wasn't really making too much from them off the salary or hourly um they would they weren't really paying they paid us pretty much minimum wage so we had to go out there and in a sense provide such amazing service that we would get a tip and that was our livelihood so i think that's where i got it from it's just that hunger to just be better and better and figure out better ways to uh, make people happier and just make their experience more memorable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I guess to me, it feels like I'm just doing me. I'm not doing too much. Um, I guess that's just me. But people do seem to appreciate it and they kind of differentiate myself from others who see, you know, who just punch in, clock in, clock out, as opposed to me who's there you know, to serve you. And, um, I think that's kind of the turning point for everything. So, well, and so you mentioned turning point mm -hmm. and this is where I think it's crucial. We mentioned two things. I'll, I'll talk about the vlogger stuff in a minute, but first I want to mention is you mentioned how you put your service out there for people to just pick up on. And if they were interested, you know, they can reach out and you got new people and stuff. But what I find interesting nowadays is the prices and, the different prices and Ubers and Lyfts and stuff, they're already super high, especially with the surge pricings and stuff that they got going on right now. So I was thinking, I'm like, you know, it makes perfect sense, especially if a group's coming into Vegas or even more, more than two, two, three, four people. Prices that you guys service people, 
it's mm-hmm. not that much more and they're getting a whole next level of experience yeah you know it's interesting um um you know most people you know people who take limos they take limos um but a lot of people don't know about the service yeah and if you come in a group of let's say six people mm-hmm. and you divide the cost up between six people it comes roughly about i would say 15 to 20 dollars a person yeah which is the same price as a one-way shuttle like from the airport which would take you sometimes an hour to just get to your hotels for all the stops. So it's really, you know, there's a lot of value in limo service because you're not just paying for A to B, you're paying for an hour of service. Spend an hour in a cab, your bill's going to be way over a hundred dollars. Right. Right. But you get a flat rate plus the champagne, plus everything that, you know, that brings with a chauffeur, you know, it's actually a great deal, you know, the price point initially, the sticker shock may seem high, but mm-hmm. when you really break it down, it's actually one of the best deals you can get in Vegas. Well, and it's something like I mentioned earlier, like just cruising on the Vegas Strip in a limo, or just cruising, you know, downtown, hitting the big streets at night and seeing it all, you know, all the neon and stuff. In a limo mm-hmm. is a whole different experience. Like it's just it really next is. level, and it is. It's it's you know I've 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 mentioned on the show how. The helicopter experience is a must. You know, there's certain the neon museum is a must. Like driving on the strip in a limo is probably up there for me because it's a really cool experience. What better way to start off your trip, right? Like, you know, you you get greeted when you get to the airport. You know, most some people come here a lot. You know, some people is their first time and to have someone there for you to guide you and, you know, start you off the right way um it's really priceless uh, and you know what i feel is like a lot of people when they start things off the right way their whole trip could just goes the right way from the you know with the right attitude and they come back you know they may have lost money they may have won but they feel satisfied with you know what they had done right. so the i think it's super yeah it's just, i think it's super important it's the way you get started into things and then finishing right and the other thing I wanted to touch on is you mentioned, you know, you networked with the social media stuff and it led to where it led and you, you networked with Matthew and now you guys have a thing that goes on. And if you, a lot of the listeners don't know what we're talking about, Matthew right. is the Say Hi to Matthew YouTube channel on YouTube. He's a vlogger, one of the first Vegas vloggers to, you know, come from Canada often and do the style that he does. And he's very, very nice. He's a friend of the show. And I almost made it out to his trip, his last trip, because I just gotten back from an 11-day trip in Vegas. And I just couldn't squeeze more days in, so I'm like, no, I'm going home. <laughs> but for the right. most part, really nice dude. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how I saw that happen. I saw you take care of our buddy Michael from the Travels Work uh, team and just so many different friends. I mean, just so many. And I was like, how do all these people know Alex? And I've never crossed paths with Alex. And then (laughs) I hook up with you. We find out we're from the same place and pretty much very similar, especially with our stories and as much as we've been talking over the last day. So I was like, you know what? I definitely wanted to come on. And then when I saw you post recently, like I said, after I reached out, I'm like, oh, well, Alex is going on his own. Let's bring him on. And I wanted to talk about how are you going to up your game to the next level now that, you know, you've worked for the big corporations. You see how they don't, you know, utilize small things like social media to their benefit. 
How do you yeah. plan to take that to the next level for Alex? Well, you know, the interesting thing about working for a big corporation, mm -hmm. um, this is the way I see it is they have lost sight of what really matters and it's the clients. Yes. They see people as numbers and, you know, I'm not just talking, you're not a nowhere because I know what goes on in the back room. Right. But at the end of the day, they base everything, how much money they bring in, how much it costs, this, this, and that. And there's really no flexibility. And, uh, you know, what it, you know, what had happened with my, the reason I had to leave is because they lost sight of that path. Right. And presidential is a brand 20 years, mm -hmm. 20 plus years in the making. And we really had a core group of drivers. Um, you know, a lot of them over 10 years, 20 years, yeah. 25 years, and they built the brand but they took that power away from us mm -hmm. and started, you know, too much micromanaging and they didn't let us do our thing, which is what people loved about us. Yeah. And so I saw that I said, Hey, you know, this isn't making any sense. Um, you know, we have to get this back. And what it did is brought an opportunity for smaller companies to break into the market again. Mm -hmm. And now, now that I'm off on my own, you know, I really do think about what can I do to keep pushing? What can I do to make this bigger? I mean, I'm okay right now. Like I have enough, you know, work and, you know, it's been very, it's been a blessing to keep right. myself busy, but there are times when somebody wants me to pick them up, but I already have a reservation right? and, you know, I have to decline it, mm -hmm. which is, you know, in a business sense, it sucks because, you know, you just don't, you can't do it, you know, right. you can't fulfill it. Um, even though they really want it, it just doesn't work out. So things that I'm working on is I do have a select few of drivers, okay. you know, that I know their service is top notch. It's yeah. comparable to mine. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, they have their own lives too, so they can't really focus their whole life on driving Yeah, and they got family. So what I want to do eventually is build a select few drivers who can be interchangeable with myself and you would get the same excellent service, mm -hmm. um, and have those, have a team built, you know, a company built off drivers. Yeah. And when you find my company, you would say, oh, it's, you know, Alex's company and his drivers and it, the people he works with, they're all the best. And that those drivers have, you know, they are vetted by Alex and they have some Alex's support and network to make them successful. And just, you know, just have a better life because, you know, these, a lot of, you know, I touched on the point already, the company that I worked for, they, when it came down to it, we were making minimum wage, right. um, which is kind of sad after everything we do mm -hmm. and we became very tip dependent. Right. So it does build character. It makes you a little bit hungrier. Yes. But I do think that, you know, it puts stress on them so they can lose that edge and they can, you know, they, there's chances for them to not provide the best service because you're just so stressed all the time. So... I think what I want to do is build a core group, pay them well, mm -hmm. um, so they're happy, and then they can just have you know enjoy their work and 
that will translate into even better service. Um, I think that's one of the core things that I want to do as far as expanding. Um, other things, you know, I actually um, started making um, name signs, like the old school ones yes. where they have your name printed on that. And that actually came from a, um, a suggestion from a another a client or someone on Facebook. They said, hey, I actually asked, hey, um, you know, I want to do something special for people. They said, hey, why don't you make a custom name sign? And I was like, perfect. That's yeah. an amazing idea. So I, you know, I had reached out to a company. Um, I hired them to build me a graphic and I used that as a base to, um, you know, it's like a blank, you know, canvas and right. I put their name in the middle, which, you know, I have to do myself and I printed out, laminate it and it looks really nice. You know, people love it. They can put whatever name they want on it, you know, even if it's crazy, yeah. you know, I'm not going to, I don't judge, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, that, those little extra things, it's what really sets you apart from yeah. the rest because anyone can get an iPad, anyone can change the name on the iPad, but if you take your time to do that extra stuff, it's really what sets you apart. It's funny think, because you mentioned little small things again, and it was something we mentioned earlier. And it's really neat because Vegas, even throughout interviews that I've done before, it's come up, and like you said earlier, you have to have discipline, discipline to live there. But not only that, Vegas is a very self-driven town. So if you're in the service industry, like service industry is big in Las Vegas. So leaving an impact on people is a really, really big deal. So yeah, those small I things would be. You know, it's the people who make it here. Um, I wish Vegas was back to the old days where people knew you by your first name. Yeah. And they greet you with a smile. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I miss those days. You know, even if you're a nobody, just some random dude, you know, they, every dollar they got, they appreciated. I think that's what we need to bring Vegas back to is that old school vibe. Um, you know, not Vegas trying to maximize every dollar out of you. Yeah. Charging ridiculous prices. Um, just, you know, appreciating people again. And I think that's the business model I'm looking for is, you know, just to make people happy. <laughs> Long story short. That, that mindset and mentality is what makes a successful entrepreneur in any kind of type of business, right? Like that's, that's for sure. the mindset. So for sure. you're on the right path, man. That's exciting. So now, now that you're on your own, Alex, and I know that's got to be exciting, but can you talk a little bit about what are some of the packages and things that you're doing differently for people to experience? So for like first timers, what can they experience that you would recommend? Well, you know, a lot of people, um, they've been here mm -hmm. lots of times, but their trip is kind of centered around, you know, drinking, gambling, nightlife, yep. stuff like that. Um, but once you come here enough, you, what I noticed was people were trying to do more things outside of that. Right. And Vegas is great because it, there are options to do things outside of the, those three things. Right. So, um, that's the great thing about um, what's about Vegas now is they've opened up everything. You know, you can go on a tour, mm -hmm. you can uh, do helicopter rides, you can go bungee jumping, you can do anything here. So I think what I'm seeing now is a lot of people just want to do some more stuff. And so 
actually launched um, some tour packages through my uh, partner, uh, ETA Limos, and their program is called What's Next. Mm -hmm. And so they have everything laid out, like stuff you can, you know, they, they know everything around town, so they laid it out very simply, you know, we have this, this and that, and this is the price. And if you're interested, we can provide the transportation and then to those events and plus the, the cost of the package, what, whatever that business charges for. And we make it really simple. Mm-hmm. And I think um, we're starting to see that happen. Um, even like first timers, of course, when the first, if you've never been here before, definitely um, you want to, see the whole strip but you're not really really fond of walking a few miles yeah. <laughs> um, you can definitely you know get in a limo and use a full hour of cruising the strip and seeing everything and uh that's something you know some people like to do um you know just it's the ease of everything we can uh stop somewhere take pictures you can go to you can go inside do the pictures also um you know, it's it having a limo for the hour is just very easy instead of having to take multiple Ubers, multiple this, and it, you can just knock everything out at the same time. <clears throat> nice, I like it. So when we were texting back and forth at the first initial session, you mentioned mm-hmm. something really interesting to me that I don't think you know you even caught, but I think I even asked you. I was like, wait a minute, what? So. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that certain places throughout Las Vegas offer driver discounts for meals. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how that works and some of the different places that you go for a meal at a discount rate? So, yeah, there is um, there is some establishments that are very driver friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, they offer us uh, free ice. Uh, you can get free drinks um, if you bring customers. Um, but as far as food, there was, there was a place that was kind of like a hidden gem. It's not so hidden so more, so much anymore, <laughs> but pretty much every nobody knows now about Ellis Island and, you know, Ellis Island was great. You know, start your day, uh, you can get steak and eggs and coffee for $5. Like, where do you get that anymore? Right. And that's the thing I miss about old Vegas is they didn't try to tax you on everything. Right. They would, uh, you know, incentivize you with deals and like foods and all this good stuff just for your business. It's kind of reversed now, which is really unfortunate. But yeah, Ellis Island is definitely the spot to go. I think for a certain time, you can get steak and eggs for like seven bucks. And it's actually a pretty good steak. It's not, you know, some beef jerky. Yeah, right. But but yeah, that's one of the better places. but yeah, just for drivers in general, um, we're all kind of familiar with places um, that do help drivers when they bring customers, you nice. know, stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. When you said that, I was like, really? I didn't know that. And go figure, Ellis Island is actually one of my home hotels when I'm in Vegas. I stay at two places, and it's always the Plaza and Ellis Island. So yep. Ellis Island is always my spot, bro. So when you mentioned that, I was like holy shit you were like yeah i might actually be at alice island and in the area i'm like wait a minute why you're like oh they do the driver discount i was like that's neat i didn't even know that so i was like i gotta make sure i ask about that that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah and you know the funny thing is a lot of people find that place because uh they want to know where tupac got shot yeah right it's on the same corner of coval and uh, flamingo 
And so, you know, right there, you know, it's kind of works hand in hand, I guess. I don't know. So what would you say are some of your favorite places to check out in Las Vegas for, you know, people coming into town? Maybe hidden gyms that, you know, pizza places, uh, restaurants, bars, something that you may not think people know of that they should probably check out. I'm a big uh, steak fan. You know, I love steak. I cook it all the time when I'm at home. Okay. But, um, you know, people, a lot of these places have kind of blown up because you know they were hidden gems at the time and then everybody just started going there yeah uh, because you know the social media stuff um it really will take you somewhere yeah so now um golden steer is you know they're busy that's one of my favorites okay. uh, oscars, oscars is definitely okay. a plus um there's a few uh off strip restaurants and bars that people can go to that are, you know, right now, because of COVID, everything's closing around like 10. Okay. But certain like local places, you know, they're open until like one or two and you can still get quality food. And uh, that place, one place I would definitely recommend, it's called uh, Flowing Tide. Okay. It's a pub It's a pub and bar. It's uh, located a block over from the Orleans. And uh, their food is amazing. Like, you know, you would have never think a place like this can make great food but you know lo and behold it's like it's really good okay so um other places you know um you can, if you don't want if you if you're not a starbucks fan you can definitely go to um what's that place called uh dutch bros oh yeah that's that's definitely one of my favorites okay even though they went they kind of went the corporate route right um, just because they're so popular right now mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, those those places definitely recommend kind of expanding, you know, if you've been here enough, you definitely want to try something new. Um, uh, Frank's Tiki Bar, you know, I heard is popular now. Uh, I think that's kind of the trend. People are trying to get away from the big crowds and the loud music and trying to find the more unique places to you know, experience, you know, the real Vegas, I guess. And you're, you're a hundred percent speaking to the choir right now, especially on this podcast, because anybody who knows and listen to the, listens to this show and watches the YouTube videos knows that I'm definitely out venturing out to different places, local Mm -hmm. spots. So I've been hitting up the Sam towns. I've been hitting up the Longhorns. I've been hitting up these little spots. So I can go out and come back. I was just in Henderson at a place called Luciano's Bistro. I was all over the place this last trip just to make sure that, you know, we don't get so focused on Vegas, the strip and just downtown, but actually go out and meet real people. And it does exactly what it's doing right here with me and you, man. It creates a relationship. Mm -hmm. And every time I go back, they're always like arms wide open. Hey, we'd love to have you guys come by. You know what I mean? So it's really neat that, you know, I see what you're doing. So that's why mm-hmm. I asked. I, I wanted to make sure I asked that for sure. And so I'm definitely probably going to be checking out that place you just said, Flowing Tide on my next trip for sure. Yeah, that place, um, it's not in the best. Uh, it's it's kind of on a, the opposite corner of the Orleans. Yeah. Um, down a side street. You you know, you, you, should, you shouldn't walk down there during night. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's one of those areas. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, go in there. Once you go in, it's just, it's like, 
totally it's really decked out really nice place and key thing is they're open late yeah which is like late with good food not like just microwave you know cheese sticks or whatever but uh yeah it's definitely a spot i try to go to if i have time well, I appreciate the warning because I'm the type of person that likes to go to Jerry's Nugget at two in the morning. So I'm that guy. So, yes, thank you for the heads up. But I'm definitely yeah. now more interested. <laughs> so, you know, I had funny story. I had a client. Um, I don't know how they ended up at Jerry's Nugget or whatever, but they told me they walked. <laughs> they walked from whatever downtown to Jerry's Nugget. I'm like, no way. you're lucky to be here because yeah. that... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some rough places, but that is one of them, you know. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a, that's a definition of a true gambler right there. Jesus. Yeah. Let's talk about living in a vacation destination, right? So now that you're in Vegas, what mm-hmm. is your place to go to and get away? Um, I'll be honest with you. I haven't had a vacation since I've worked. Um, you know, as I've been just so busy. Uh, it's the the weird thing about this, job well not weird but interesting thing is that you have to be available when they're when your clients are coming so it it doesn't you know you can't be in this business if you're not about serving people yeah so you know unfortunately i haven't had a chance to have a real vacation um trying to find time yeah um but uh if i were to go somewhere definitely hawaii okay um, maybe florida um you know it's interesting doing this job you meet people for every everywhere yeah and, and the first you know the last thing they say is if you're ever in my city let me know <laughs> I'm, you. I'm like i'm gonna hold you to that That's if i awesome. come you better put me in a nice place or something <laughs> <laughs> i will hold you to your word <laughs> that's neat so you guys be careful if you invite alex over <laughs> yeah that's awesome <laughs> that's really neat I like that. Well, I'm sorry you haven't had a vacation, but I mean, in return, it's got to be neat and rewarding. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday. People do the same thing with me. Like I tell them all the time that they, they miss get that misconception of they're meeting somebody famous. Right. Like that's, that's always the weirdest thing. And so you mentioned that, you know, you've been doing the social media thing. So you've been getting mm-hmm. a lot more of a following and people are more on you. Now that I've been doing yeah. a little more of the YouTube stuff within the last year, mm-hmm. same thing every time I'm going somewhere, no more people yeah. are saying hi and stuff. And that's the reward, right? Um, yeah. And I find that fascinating because, like we said, in Vegas, we get all walks of life. So I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's probably been more misconstrued, if not, than mm-hmm. most things. But it is a popular question that I've been asked a lot. And I think maybe you're probably one of the best persons to ask. So mm-hmm. there's the thing about taking people and, you know, taking them to clubs, strip clubs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and drivers getting kicked back. Is that actually yeah. a thing? It is. It is. Um, okay. So, you know, this actually, there's a whole ecosystem built around that. Yes. And um, I think people get a little bit of the misconception that it's a bad thing. Right. Um, because, you know, in a sense, um, as far as drivers go, yes, it does help us. Um, I think that's the more important thing is people need to understand that most of the service industry people, they're not working for a wage, they're working for a tip. Right. And uh, that's what really differentiates people yeah. and the service levels is you notice the people who are 
out there hustling and working to get money rather than someone who just clocks in. And in a sense, you know, you come, people come out here, you know, they plan to spend money and understand some people, um, they're on a budget, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And no, no driver or nobody is going to refuse to take you to somewhere. They're not going to get a kickback. Right. If you want to go to CVS, if you want to go to Walmart, if you paying for the time, we're more than happy to take you there. But, you know, as far as the places that do do that service for drivers, yeah. it's more of a convenience factor. You know, those places are very close to the strip. And, you know, if, for example, somebody says, hey, we need to go to a liquor store. And I'll say, yeah, sure. There's one outside the airport. No problem. Take them there in and out straight to the hotel, make a left off Tropicana and we're on our way. Yeah. And you're, you're really just paying for convenience yeah. at that point. And a lot of people, you know, they come here to spend money and they understand there is, you know, an ecosystem behind it that as long as the driver is, you know, making money yeah. and, you know, we all have to live at the end of the day. Yes. It's not unfair to ask, you know, you know, for drivers to do that in my sense, because really all, a lot of drivers are making minimum wage. And so we do have to find a way to you know support our own lives yeah. in a sense makes sense makes sense 100 percent. that's why i thought i'd ask and i and i feel like yeah. we've it's a tough question no it really um, is yeah it's what they're paying for is convenience at the end of the day okay i like it totally understandable now yeah. let me ask you what would be one of the more memorable rides you've given somebody whether it be a celebrity or somebody that just stood out to you whether it was a funny moment or whatever it may have been. uh well i used to work my company used to do a lot of red carpet stuff okay and uh, so you know celebrities um there's nothing you know at the end of the day they're people just like us yeah. and um you know they project an image but when they're in our car, we hear everything. And, you know, they talk just like us. They yeah. think about the same things. They worry about the same issues, you know. So they're really no different um, other than people have, you know, elevated them to a certain level of respect, I guess. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, um, a lot of the problems come from celebrities. They're very picky. Yeah. Um, they have to have things a certain way. And it just rubs off bad on you know someone who serviced them because yeah. they don't i guess they're used to the lifestyle but they don't appreciate uh -huh. i was just gonna say yeah appreciation's not there yeah no no definitely not i mean i won't mention names but no, yeah, there are yeah, certain right. there are certain um celebrities who have to have things a certain way and it's just kind of mind-boggling yeah. like it's just not normal. It's actually very weird. <laughs> and it's funny because you mentioned the little things, right? And it takes us right back to what we've been mentioning, the little things. So when you find certain celebrities and you're talking to them, like you said, and it's just a natural conversation, are they pretty mm -hmm. similar to the high execs that come in or the high rollers that just want to be talked to like a regular person? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the best celebrities I've met, I was at the airport, um, we have what we call a Kelly curve, which is a walk-up. Okay. And so when we're not doing anything, we can stage at a certain area and people who exit the airport um, can ask if they're interested in limo service and we can take them, you know, from the hotel very quickly. But 
I noticed uh, one ride, um, it was a celebrity. Well, not a celebrity, it was a musician. And it was uh, Nakamura, Nakamura. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. I saw yeah. I saw that post, actually. That's so funny. Yeah. So it was interesting. Like, I didn't know who he was. I just knew he was. Like, I knew he was a celebrity or like a musician. I just totally blanked out on his name. Yeah. And I kind of acted like I knew him. <laughs> so... I load him in the car and I let him know that there was an aux cord so he can play music. Okay. And then, you know, long behold, he started playing music that he had sang before. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's this guy. Nice. Still couldn't remember the name because yeah. he was kind of up and coming at that point. And then uh, I remember he was jamming out in the back and he was recording himself, whatever. And I seen it on his Instagram. And, uh, um, you know, normally I don't really talk to people do um while they're in the back because yeah. it's very hard to hear them but he put he poked his head out through the the divider <laughs> and he was recording me i was like and it kind of scared me for a second i was like oh crap like he was just like jamming out and recording himself and then he pointed the camera at me i was like i was like hey you know and then um uh, i don't know why i said this but i said what's your name again oh. <laughs> the the iconic sin of telling uh, anybody famous who are you again yeah. like <laughs> it just came out of my mouth and i could tell he was pissed and he said and then the next thing i heard is oh i'm calvin harris <laughs> uh. <laughs> well i knew he wasn't calvin harris so i knew i had pissed him off at that point yeah and uh you know i was thinking like you know hundred dollar to two hundred thousand whatever and then he gave me a 20 he was scrunching for cash. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I, this up. <laughs> I do want to ask you, any any tips you got to offer people that are coming into Vegas, especially right now with places closing early or maybe a trip in the future? Any kind of tips or advice you would give them and what to expect in Vegas right now? Uh, I would definitely, if you're a planner, um, plan, book as soon as you can. Um months ahead if you can it will save you a ton of money yeah that's because what is happening right now is um, a lot of the airlines they're overbooking and so they have taken a lot of payment for i don't know if this is true or not but yeah just my third person looking in is the airlines are overbooking and they're giving an excuse that they don't have enough fuel and or it could be true you know the economy is kind of weird right now yeah. but they are price gouging, you know, people are coming last minute and then they're seeing people are willing to pay that price to get out here. So I think what they do is they kind of keep pushing people back and kind of delaying them just so they can keep that, you know, overcharge like three X the normal price. Um, so people who are locked in for a good rate, um, they're kind of seeing the bad end of it for some reason. Um, you know, the, so I would definitely book ahead if you can as soon as possible. Um, okay. If you're lucky, you might book at a date where there's going to be a big event, like a fight or a concert, and then you then you are you're already winning a few right. thousand right there. So, <laughs> you know, that's definitely one of my as far as you know limo tip um, as a driver. Um, what I know is just book ahead. Um, 
because if you book last minute, you're gonna you're definitely gonna pay a very big premium on that. A hundred percent. And I'll add to that because I'm he- even hearing restaurants are now taking reservations at a lot of different places. So, you know, if you're expecting to walk up and like Alex said, if you're a planner, this can ruin that. But there's places that were, you know, 30 minute waits are now, you know, two hour RSVP mm-hmm. list reservations. So make sure you set yourself up for the future for success. Yeah. You know, there's uh, people talk about this $20 trick. Oh, yeah. At the, the, the check in trick. Yeah. Yeah, the sandwich trick. Um, you know, I think everyone's doing it right now. So twenty dollars probably not going to cut it anymore. <laughs> it, it it might be have to be a fifty, and uh, you know those people, you know, they're not making too much either. Um, so they whatever you can give them, you know, definitely goes a long way. You know, I'm, I'm telling people, hey, you know, everyone's doing twenty, might as well do fifty and see what happens. Yeah. You're going to end up in the suites. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Alex, dude, thank you so much for spending some time coming on the podcast, sharing some of your stories, advice, tips. I mean, seriously, man, this is better than I thought it was going to be because, you know, initially when I first reached out, I was like, oh, well, the guy's from Fresno. I can run off of that. And then when I recently saw you post this week that you were going on your own, I'm like, this is probably definitely the best time to reach out and help and promote in any way possible. So, dude, I definitely want you to definitely let people know how they can get a hold of you. I know you said you're super limited to what you can take in as far as work right now because you have bookings mm-hmm. next year but i mean yeah. definitely let people know you know of the services and some of the partnerships you got going and some of the stuff you got going forward to where they can potentially hook up with you in the future so uh if if they want to reach out to me um you can find me on facebook messenger um, or you can text me directly 702-513-1867 um, currently, I am operating and business partners with ETA Limos, okay. and they have a fleet of Chryslers, uh, Sprinters, party buses, um, and they that company, they are licensed and insured, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, they do have tour packages that they've worked on. Uh, if you check out their website, it's called What's Next LV. Mm-hmm. And they have everything listed very simply with a fixed price of, you know, tours. And then you can actually order that service from them and they'll fulfill the rights. But yeah, they're very reliable and consistent. So it's definitely a good company to work with. Nice. Again, Alex, the next time I'm in town, dude, definitely I'm reaching out for you to hopefully see if you got time to just have lunch, man. Lunch is on me, man. This was awesome. I look forward to meeting you in person. And seriously, I just I want to end this with, dude, keep up the great work with the networking. I love seeing people post about you, pictures with you, the service you've done. That makes me happy. And again, I just found out today and just announced on social media that we have a big, big group event coming up in December. And we have, yeah, we have a shitload of people coming into town. So I'm sure I'm going to be back before December. But if not, I know I will be seeing you in December, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you before then. Yeah, you know, just hit me up, brother, like, and we'll, we'll figure something out to, you know, I definitely want to make uh, another video like I did with Matt with other vloggers. Yeah. And I think, you know, just because, you know, how we know each other, I think, it, you know, it'd be great. We'll hit it off again. So any last mentions, anybody you want to shout out or thank just in general before I let you go, my friend? 
Yeah, brother, you know, I'm just very thankful for how everything has turned out. You know, it really is a blessing um, to just have the support of like the community in general. You know, there's there's no way I can repay these people back. You know, I just have to keep providing that same excellent service. And, uh, you know, I think this thing is going to grow into something pretty big. Mm -hmm. And what people can take away from it is that they, you know, them, you know, choosing to use my service, they created, helped me create something and really put someone else in a position to succeed. Yeah. And, you know, that I think, is pretty is pretty in right now. People want people to do well, and you know, just do better for themselves and try to find a way to uh, support. And so, you know, this whole Facebook group, uh, we lost, we love Las Vegas. You know, there's no way I can say enough things, but you know, I really do appreciate everyone that's had my back and given me the opportunity to just do it myself and you know, try to. I guess, you know, control my own future in a sense. No, I, I 100% agree. And I will add to that by just saying I can see it as a person on the outside looking in, brother. You're super humble and you are passionate about what you do. And that's what makes the biggest difference in a lot of people in the service industry, right? So, I mean, that means a lot. But to want to make a difference and leave an impact on a person, that may, mm-hmm. that's going to make your service and what you have to offer that much more special, man. So just keep being you, brother. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see you grow. I'm happy to watch you move into, into this endeavor. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see the future for you because I know big things are coming for you, my friend. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think this is fun, man. This Again, this was funner than I expected. And again, you turned out even a cooler interview than I can ask for. And like I said, I always like to talk to people before we even start recording. But even yesterday, usually that takes like five minutes. We went for full 20 minutes because we just started talking. And that's the type of shit I love. You even told me, you're like, man, I'm a talker. So just beware. I'm like, so am I. So this is perfect. (laughs) So awesome, brother. I dude, keep up the great work. Again, I'm planning to be there soon. I hope to see you soon. And until the next time we talk man cheers cheers brother how cool is that talk about the most random people to make connections with in vegas and here i am stumbling upon this gentleman so i can't wait to get back and utilize his service and just meet him in person and like i said treat him to lunch for coming on the podcast again if you guys want to reach out you definitely know how now and again let him know how you heard of us there's no special codes or anything i just wanted to do this as an appreciation thing. Hey, you know what? He's somebody that's taken care of a bunch of our friends in the industry. Why not promote him and put out his services out there for everybody out there to take advantage and get to meet the guy in person. Talk about a cool dude. So guys, definitely reach out to him if you guys want to use him on your next trip. And I got some plans for our trip in December with him. So stay tuned for that one. Again, guys, if you're enjoying these interviews, make sure you guys check out the YouTube channel. Follow us on social media because all of this stuff will be on there. The videos and stuff when we get out to Vegas, all of that stuff goes on YouTube and all of these new people I meet and connections I hook up with, they all come up on the video. So keep an eye out for those as well. Again, I got to give a big, huge shout out to all of our Patreon members and supporters of the podcast and YouTube channel here. Eric Rosenthal, David Sowell, Taylor Jew, Neil Macedo, Rodney Kelly, Michael Traeger, Scott Jarvis, Travis Atherton, and our newest Patreon member, Mikey Zatara. Thank you, brother. You guys 
Thank you very much. You guys are awesome. And with that being said, folks, again, thank you for listening, and I will catch up with you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.